Bionic.com Podcast 51, featuring our Macromedia Contest winner. We interview CEO of Small Dog Electronics, Don Mayer. And we get an update from our London Bureau Chief, David Cohen. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com Podcast. From the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. I'm Chad Perry. And I'm Tim Robertson. And uh, here we are at Podcast 51 already. We're over the hump and working our way now steadily towards Podcast 100. Yep. Haven't done the math, so I can't really say when Podcast 100 will hit, but... Well, and it depends. Sometimes we do more than one podcast in one week on rare occasions. Yeah, and we're only counting the, we're only numbering them, the ones that you and I actually do together. Right. And uh, anybody who has a subscribed to a, who subscribes to us in the uh, iTunes Music Store, all of a sudden yesterday got a, another podcast. Yeah, I noticed that this morning when I logged on and took the website. It was the My Mac Podcast Special Report, MacWorld Expo London 2005, by our. London Bureau Chief, David Cohen. <laughs> that was a fantastic podcast. I really enjoyed I, it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought he had some great interviews and some great insight on the products he was reviewing. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Um, what I'm going to have to do, I think, and and I've said in the past to David that he'd be just perfect to do a podcast. I mm-hmm. mean, he has the voice. He has the presence. Um, he speaks better than you or I, yeah. <laughs> or you and I put together. And... Uh, but he simply doesn't have the time. So, honestly, what I'm thinking about is is trying to find somebody in his neck of the woods that's, I don't want to say hitman, but just something just short of that mm-hmm. to go over there and scare him enough to make him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to do a podcast. Not yeah. not just because I actually want to hear that podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's just so interesting to listen to. Yeah. Thankfully, we've got... Um, I don't want to say feedback, but that's basically what it is mm-hmm. uh, from him. Uh, we were talking last week on Podcast 50 about the shipping delays to the UK. Yep. And he's got a little bit of a story, so we'll go into that in a little while. Uh, we've also, of course, got Not Mac News and the Dashboard Minute this week. Yep. Um, at the beginning of the show, we talked about uh, an interview with Don Mayer, the CEO of Small Dog Electronics. Now, there's going to be some people that go... Wow, Small Dog advertises on MyMac.com. They advertise on the MyMac.com podcast, and now you guys are doing an interview with this guy, mm-hmm. the, the CEO of that company. How much more can you guys push that company? And <clears throat> I want to head that right off right now and mm-hmm. say I didn't look to do an interview with uh, Small Dog because they're an advertiser of ours. I always thought they were a very cool company. I like the concept mm-hmm. of... Number one, the name is just so unique, yep. and I really like the way they market themselves online, and I've always had just simply really good luck with them as a company. And, and I've always talk- had great service from yeah. them as a customer. So. And, and and we've talked about Mac resellers in the past, yep. and, and I kept thinking, well, we ought to just have Small Dog Electronics on because I'm very interested in the business side of Mac reselling, not that I'm ever going to get into it. I don't have that kind of money or it's probably too late now anyways yeah. um 
and why do I need to? Small dog's already doing everything mm-hmm. that I'd want to do. Uh, so I thought it'd be cool to have them on as do an interview with them. And uh, so I I asked um, um, Don at Small Dog, and she said Don would probably be happy to do it. So I sent an email to Don, and he's the CEO there, and I said, would you be interested in doing an interview? And uh, this was just over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, sure. I said, well, we've actually got um, next week and the week after completely open, and it just worked out that we had him right. on immediately. And uh, so we'll we'll play that interview back here in a little bit, but it wasn't because of the advertising thing or anything like that. I just thought this would be a really cool interview, and we've already recorded the interview. Yeah. And and I and I will say right up front, it was great. I had a good time, and I learned some stuff, and it was fun. No, I think you're really going to get some good insight into uh, Don as the CEO of Small Dog and how the company actually operates and what his philosophy is. And and you know, for me, that just gives that encourages me to support them even further with my future purchases of mac products and the history of not just small dog but of the clones yeah and i I found that really interesting uh i did want to talk about some of the stuff going on up at mymac.com right now we've got of course some some great blogs i really enjoyed uh roger bourne's the joshua tree controversy it was a halloween post Mm -hmm. that was i don't know if you read that but the trick was you have to highlight the text Uh uh-huh and you'll see go ahead go ahead and click on it on your ibook uh, it's on the blog site, of course. And as the text comes up, you see those spaces where you don't see any text? Yeah. Now highlight it. Drag your cursor over and highlight. Um, just do the, just do a select all. Okay. On your screen. Uh, Apple A. Thank you. <laughs> see? Now you can see the text. It's He whited out the text, so you have to select it, and uh-huh. then you can read it. It was great. I thought that was very clever, and I didn't catch it at first. But then I went back and started rereading it, and I thought, "What? Why are these spaces in here?" And I highlighted oh, cool. it, and yeah, that was really neat. Um, over on the uh, feature side, and number one, I just wanted to say thank you to Todd Long. Uh, he really, really, I think, hooked us up great with the new podcast logo. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised to see that because when I logged on this morning. I saw David's post and it had the old logo on it. And then when I actually went back to iTunes to download uh-huh. the feed, I came back and it had the new podcast logo on it. I'm like, my God, what's happened? You know, does yep. he get his own podcast logo? And I looked down and all of them had changed. I, no, I just I just replaced the old graphic with the new one. So once your 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 cache was cleared, yeah, it showed the new logo. So if you're still seeing the old podcast logo, empty your cache in your web browser and you'll see the new one. Yep. And, of course, it will be attached to this file on iTunes. So if you download it from iTunes, you'll see it there, too. Um, no, I was I, I had contacted him a couple weeks ago, and I said, maybe it's time to update our podcast logo because he created the other one, which I loved, mm-hmm. the green and the blue. and but The it iPod, had, yeah. It had the iPod Mini. Well, Apple doesn't sell the iPod Mini. And really, this podcast isn't about iPods. This podcast is about Macs and technology yeah. in general. So uh, he said, yeah, it's probably time to update it. And thankfully, he did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, maybe he'll even have some newer other ones to coming up, and maybe we'll change it again. <laughs> yeah, I see he posted the sketch up there in the blog. That's pretty sharp, too. That I is like cool. That. The uh, Hills of Appalachia, Volume 1, Number 1. Yep. Uh, make sure you check out that blog. I, it's still, uh, the, the new writers at MyMac.com are so impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Bakari, uh, Donnie, and our London bureau chief, <laughs> David Cohen, <laughs> David Cohen. Oh. Uh, they're all posting still. And uh, we've got a really good Automator to the Rescue article right now. 
I don't know anything about Automator. Uh-oh, look, my cell phone's ringing. Let's pause the recording for a while. Alright, sorry about that. Brother-in-law is calling, and uh, sometimes you just have to take those telephone conversations. Yep. Um, you know what? Uh, I know we were talking about what's going on at the website right now. We got the new Automator to the Rescue article from... Uh, Bakari. We also have a interview, or I'm sorry, an interview, a review by uh, Russ Walkowicz of the Logitech Curve headphones for MP3. That's a heck of a product name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Curve headphones for yes, MP3. That's right. We've got Maxpirations, uh, changing your screensavers or setting screensavers by Donnie Yankelo. And 10 smart playlists for your iTunes jukebox from Bakari again. Yep. Um, you know what I would like to do? And we haven't done this before. Usually when we have a contest winner, I will call them before we actually record the podcast. And uh, unfortunately, the software that I'm using, Phone Valet, to record my telephone conversations doesn't always do a good job because my telephone at home, my telephone lines anyways, are just horrible and it just mm-hmm. comes out sounding horrible. Um, but that program is not working right now ever since I updated to 10.4.3, and we'll get into that with the news. But what if we used my cell phone? I know the audio quality is not the greatest, but actually call the winner. He doesn't know he won yet. Oh, he doesn't? No, he doesn't know that he won yet. All right. I haven't emailed this person. Uh, I haven't done anything. We just drew the winner. Um, so, I, you know, this is the guy who won. So Okay. Uh, the winner is, can you read it from there? Yeah, it's uh, Kenneth Ross from Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, let's uh, let me turn off my speakerphone so not everybody can hear the phone number that I'm dialing here. Because so Ken, hopefully probably... you're going to be at home and you're going to get this phone call. If not, well, you're going to hear about it on the podcast anyway. Yeah, so. you'll hear us calling you probably getting this answering machine. <coughs> There's one ring. He's probably not even. Home. That would be our luck. Two rings. Uh-oh, I don't think he's home. Answer the phone, Ken. He's not there. So we're recording the podcast, and he's not even there. Well, he could be doing something else. I mean, he's not going to get the podcast till tomorrow morning anyways. That's true. If he, if he has an answer machine, we'll leave a message there. Yeah. Do-do-do. How many rings does it have to go before it picks up his answer machine? Maybe Ken is... Doesn't have. You have reached the voicemail at 10 o'clock. Uh, please leave your name and number and I should get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Uh-huh. Want to leave a message? Sure. Hi, Ken. This is uh, Chad Perry from the MyMac.com podcast. Along with Tim Robertson. Yeah, don't forget Tim. And we're just calling to tell you that you've won our Macro Media Contest. Congratulations. You get a $399 program, Studio 8 from Macro Media. Um, we're actually talking on the podcast right now as we're leaving a message on your answering machine. So, uh, congratulations on being the winner. Congratulations, Ken. And that's the end of that telephone conversation. So one of our more brief ones. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) it kind of helps when they don't talk back, I guess. Um, so congratulations, Ken. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. It's a, it's a fantastic program. And uh, thank you very much to Macromedia for sponsoring last week's contest. We're not having a contest this week. I think we've done enough contests for yeah. 
for a little while, and I, like I've said in the past, I don't want to turn this into the giveaway show, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy doing that. It's a lot of say, fun. Yeah, it's just fun. Oh, and thanks to Ken for listening. Email, this is Apple Airport Express. You're cleared for wireless takeoff from the living room. Internet, this is Apple Airport Express. You're cleared for landing in the kitchen. iTunes, this is Apple Airport Express. You're coming in nice and easy on our wireless runway. Apple Airport Express from Small Dog Electronics. Wireless networking anywhere you are. Browse, email, print, even listen to music. Wireless. Go wireless now with a 12-inch iBook, Airport Express, and carry case for $11.49. Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. Small Dog is wireless. And now, not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Piper Jaffray analysts are predicting that Apple will sell 37 million iPods in 2005. Not Mac News was able to obtain Apple's sales records and can confirm Apple is on track to surpass that number. The bulk of the orders are from an individual named Timothy Robertson. Not Mac News contacted Mr. Robertson, who explained that he needed over 20 million iPods because he has a whole lot of Tesla. Not Mac News was also able to learn some more errata about the upcoming Intel switch. While the technical side is going smoothly, there is a large debate within Apple about the Intel logo. Most Apple executives feel that the Intel inside logo should be left off Mac boxes, but Steve Jobs has become positively enraptured with the orange and blue badge. Word is, he is considering redesigning all Macs with corresponding colors. Jonathan Ives, designer of the current iMac, is said to be crying himself to sleep on a nightly basis. That's not Mac news for this week, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. I'm so very glad you listened. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Guy Searle, and welcome once more to the Dashboard Minute. The web is becoming more and more a visual medium with pictures and video in the palm of your hand. Um, computer. Many times what you're looking for isn't always obvious. Pictures especially can be somewhat obscure depending on your tastes, and Googling with the topic you want to find can be a painful or frightening experience. Thankfully, our friends across the pond in England have made a widget that will go through their entire for-sale library. Wow, you can get your pics and spend some money. It just doesn't get any better than that. The widget is from the blokes at cadmium.com, and it's called Bridget the Widget. It searches the site for the kinds of images you might want and returns them in thumbnail form from within the widget. If the particular image is one you want, click it and go to their website to download it for a fee or purchase a CD with like images. Or just look at the pictures and then go do something else. No matter, it's free and just a 70k download. High-speed internet connectivity is strongly recommended, as the widgets, even in their thumbnail form, can be too large for the typical dial-up connection. Find it at all the usual sites, and of course at Apple's dashboard download site.
eDot Studios has created a widget for those looking for widgets. It's called, in a fit of originality, More Widgets. This widget looks a lot like Apple's dashboard site. How does it work? Hey, thanks for asking. There are two columns, one showing widget names on the left, and on the right is a detailed splash screen for the widget you run your mouse over. Pretty neat. Now take a look at just under the More Widgets logo, and you'll see the default Recent selection. Click on that for a drop-down menu with every category available through Apple's dashboard site. Select one and the widget list changes to 20 different widgets related to the subject chosen. Selecting any one widget takes you out of dashboard entirely and directly to its download page at the Apple site. The dashboard symbol on the upper right takes you out of dashboard as well, directly to Apple's dashboard site. You'll find it at dashboardwidgets.com, and it's also available through the author's website at e.studios.com. You'll need to be connected to the Internet for this widget to operate. That's all for this week. If you have any questions or comments about the Dashboard Minute, or maybe you'd have a widget you'd like to bring to my attention, if you do, send me email to dbminute at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next week again right here on the Dashboard Minute on the MyMac.com podcast. And thanks again to Guy Searle for another great Dashboard Minute. I always enjoy those segments. And Chris Seabold's Not Mac News. Yep. Uh, on the, well, on the iChat, I guess we should say. I always want to say on the phone, but of course it's not a telephone. It's iChat. That's why we use Macintoshes, so we don't have to have long-distance phone calls. That's right. We have Don Mayer, the CEO of SmallDog.com, SmallDog Electronics. Hi, Don. How you guys doing? Great. Good. We, uh, we prepared ten questions that we wanted to ask you today, and uh, I promise none of them are boxers or briefs questions. Right. <laughs> uh, I read online that you and your son, Happy, started SmallDog in your living room back in 1995. Selling used Macs. Is that true? This is true. Uh, actually, it was my, I started out by myself. And um, it was uh, just myself. I was trying to figure out when I was between jobs, and I was trying to uh, figure out what I was going to do. So I uh, said, okay, I'm going to buy and sell some Macs. And I would go to uh, public auctions where... Uh, back in the old days, Apple used to not manage their inventory as well as they do these days, and there'd be large quantities of Macs at these public auctions, and I'd travel all over the country going to these auctions and buying Macs and then uh, uh, reselling them. And so I got started doing that, and my son, Happy, would come over on Sunday and do my books for me, <laughs> and pretty soon the company got to be so big uh, well, bigger than I could handle, that I sort of twisted it on his arm and gave him half the company and said, "Come on, join me," and he did. What a what a nice dad. Yeah. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Chad. So, uh, I guess my question is, why the name Small Dog? I mean, with all the new cat names for the latest Mac OS X, do you ever think maybe I should have named it like a cat or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never did. Uh, you know, I, I was sitting on a nice uh, summer day out on the hill on my by my house, and I was trying to think of a name for this new venture that I had, and I saw my small dogs running around the yard and remembered that a, a, a friend of mine had once suggested the name Small Dog Electronics, and I said, you know, that's not bad. Um, you know, you can always name a company Data This or Tech That or Mac This, 
And, you know, it's not quite as good as naming the company, you know, something totally different. Uh, the small dogs have proven to be great for us in terms of uh, creating an image of the company which is personal. And people tend to relate to dogs. Uh, and it's a soft image on a hard media, which is the Internet. Well, I, so, it, it kind of reminds me of how O'Reilly publishing uses weird animals on books for like programming languages and stuff like that yeah it's it's, it's great i mean and obviously it gives us a lot of marketing ammunition and it's also a reminder i mean one of the most important factors for me was a reminder to keep my company small and manageable um i have a rule that i'm going to leave my company at the point that i walk around and i don't know the name of every single employee that's that hasn't happened yet <laughs> that that's commendable though. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you've relied extensively on uh, the Mac Web for advertising, uh, just like ours. Uh, unlike a lot of other major online advertisers, you seem to understand that marketing your company rather than what you sell, i.e., branding. Uh, was this a conscious decision or something that grew more organically as time went on? Well, I, I guess it was organic, but it was also conscious. I mean, we felt that. Uh, building our brand was going to provide us with long-term growth. That uh, everybody sells a Mac, the same Mac Mini or the G5 for the same price. Now, Apple doesn't give us much in the way of margins, so we have to give people a lot of reasons to buy from Small Dog rather than you know somebody else. So, uh, getting the brand out there and getting people to know who we are, being personable and personal to our, for our customers. Is a, is a conscious part of our marketing plan. That kind of works into my next question, I guess. Um, there's been a lot of media attention lately given the fact that some Apple product resellers are suing Apple for unfair business practices, uh, such as shipping products to the Apple stores way ahead of the resellers. So how does Small Dog continue to operate as successfully as you do now that you are both working with Apple to sell and support their products and still compete against them in uh, the form of their online and retail Apple stores? Well, you know, it, it, over the past 10 years, you know, our relationship with Apple has evolved. Uh, you know, there are many things that I would do different if I was, you know, writing checks for Apple Computer and, and creating their policies. However, we have to learn to live with Apple as they exist right now. You know, we're in bed with a very large elephant, and every time that elephant moves a little bit, we've got to be quick and get out of its way. Um, we have to be fast on our feet. We have to make our business evolve to meet the current market conditions. And over the past 10 years, those conditions change every single day. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a question of, of making sure that your company is light on its feet. Um, I, I remember reading an article a few years ago about how Small Dog was one of the top online resellers in customer satisfaction. Seems like it was a Fortune 100 uh, article or something like that, Fortune 1000. Um, I, I wish I could find it online now, but I, I remember reading it thinking, hey, I, I know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was really great. How do you keep customers satisfied enough to come back to you when they have you have such competition like you know Apple's online store and Amazon.com? I think it's the little plastic dogs we put in each package. I think so, too. I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's... it's it's, a, it's really a question of getting all of our employees on the same page in terms of what does it mean to provide great customer service. Uh, Happy and I really feel that we have to empower our employees to make customer service decisions on their own. 
I don't want an employee coming to me and saying, hey, can I refund this customer's money because they didn't get what they wanted, or can I pick up the shipping? I don't want to make those decisions. I want my employees to put themselves in the shoes of the customer and make sure that we're constantly exceeding the customer's expectations so that those customers go out and tell their friends and neighbors, hey, check out Small Dog, they're going to treat you right. That's great. Um, I, I would... What what You mentioned the little plastic dogs, and, and for anybody who hasn't ordered from Small Dog, anytime you get a package from them, there's a little baggie and you get two little plastic dogs. And uh, every time I get something delivered to my house now that's electronic, and that's a whole lot because a lot of companies send me stuff right. for review, every single package that comes, my kids always ask me... Do we get dogs this time? And I'm no, this isn't from Small Log, and they're always so dejected. They're like, no. Oh. I don't believe you're buying electronics from somebody else. Well, I'm not. They're sending it to me for product review. <laughs> I got yeah, a question. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Don. Um, since you started way back in '95, the same year MyMac.com was born. Uh, you came up through the, the bad times of Apple when everyone thought the company would be either bought out by another company or go under or some other sinister plot that was going around. Uh, how did you weather the bad days? Well, I mean, we kept focused on what was important to us, and um, and that was to provide great customer service and to become a leader in the socially responsible business movement. You know, it, it, to some degree, it doesn't matter what we sell as long as we're able to fulfill our other bottom lines. We ascribe to a philosophy of a multiple bottom line. That making you know the last cent on every sale is not as important as treating our employees right, treating our, empl- uh, our customers right, providing extraordinary customer service, and treating the environment right well. Uh, did, did you ever sell any of the Mac clones? We sure did. We were one of the largest UMAX resellers. Um, in fact, we were the only guys that were selling their refurbs, and that was a huge, huge business for us for a long time. We were also a Motorola reseller and sold quite a bit of their uh, product as well. Was there a time that you, your clone business, your clone sales, exceeded what you were selling from Apple itself? I don't. It was close, but it never got there. When we were at the height of the UMax uh, product line, where we had a very uh, close relationship with UMax for their refurbished products. We were selling hundreds and hundreds of machines to schools. Now, as you know, Apple restricts its resellers from selling to education markets. So uh, that pretty much killed our education market once the, 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 the cl- uh, clones were out of the business. So your agreement with Apple didn't preclude you from selling Mac clones to schools then? Right. They had no control over the sale of the... Uh, of the third-party clones, and so that was I, that was probably one of the reasons that Apple, uh, you know, when Steve Jobs came back into the Apple, that he said, "Hey, this this isn't working out for us," because their strategy, particularly in education, was to be a sole source for those uh, those institutions. Uh, you, I, I was just looking on your website, and I see something: products by Small Dog. What's that all about? Well, one of the things, you know, as we're talking about change, you know, we're reacting to the lower and lower margins that we get on Apple products. And I, I don't know if your listeners know, but a, a reseller tends to make at the most 10% on a uh, resale of an Apple product. And in some cases, it's as low as 6 or 8% on, on computers. So we have to come up with other way to make money. Um, one of the things we've gotten 
into lately is creating products that we're going to label as small dog products. Now, some of these are what we call Me Too products that are manufactured out, out in the Far East, and uh, we test them, and then we label them with small dogs brand and, and resell them. Others are products that we'll specify ourselves and create as, as our own products. So we're having a little bit of an evolution of our company to be uh, a peripheral supplier as well as a reseller of Apple product and, and other third-party peripherals. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking at some of the products. I saw like a little uh, thumb flash drive. I thought that was interesting that uh, that it, it's branded as a small dog product. Now I think that's really neat. Uh, right, we have we have speakers. We've got you know FM transmitters. We got you know a bunch of stuff coming up too. We're we're pretty excited about this project. Well, speaking of of uh, products, as long as we're talking about them, uh, Don, I've got a friend. We'll call him. Tim and uh, <laughs> Tim's looking for a 20th anniversary Macintosh. Would you happen to know if he could find one at Small Dog? I got a broken one, I think. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you know, we do we do come across them every now and then. You know, I remember when they were seventy five hundred dollars. They had the special white glove service when they brought them over to your house. So do I. Yeah, and then I remember when you know they had a whole bunch of them I could buy for fifty bucks. Well, I wish I had fifty bucks, to, or I wish I had one that I bought for fifty bucks. Because honestly, I've been looking for a twentieth anniversary Mac uh, for just forever. I, I want one so bad. I don't know why. It's it's a silly thing, <laughs> I know, but I'm dying uh, for one. We'll, we'll find you one. It comes across every now and then. It'll be about forty five hundred bucks, I think. Uh, my last question is, if you were not doing what you're doing at Small Dog, what do you think you would be doing? Well, it depends on whether I was really wealthy or not. I guess if I, you know, if I was, uh, if I was retired, I think I'd be riding my motorcycle across the country or around the world. Uh, I'm an avid motorcyclist, and uh, nothing I like more is to jump on the motorcycle with my wife and tour around and just sort of go where our nose points us. Are you more Otherwise, Go ahead. Yeah, otherwise, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of, I have a lot of interest in technology. Um, I'm a gadget guy. Like, you know, that's probably about half the reason I'm in this business. I like new gadgets, so I think I'd be, be in there somewhere doing something with gadgets. Are you more of a Goldwing or a Harley guy? Uh, actually, neither. I guess if, you, you know, if, it was, if it was in that continuum, I'm, I tend towards the Harley side, but I ride Polaris Victory motorcycles, which is sort of the... You know, you can compare it to, you know, if Harley is uh, Microsoft and then Victory is the Mac. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know too much. I, I watch American Chopper, and that's about, that's about as close as I get to motorcycles. Right. Those, those are just jewelry. You wouldn't want to ride those too far. No, they don't look very comfortable, especially the ones with all those sharp, pointy things by your feet. Right. This didn't look like a lot of fun. So is there any chance that maybe you and Happy will get together with Paul and Paul Jr. to do like a... A small dog bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That would be pretty cool. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, uh, Don. I appreciate All it. Right. Have, have a good one, Don. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. And moving on to the news, we've got uh, the latest from MacMinute.com. Your up-to-date Mac news in a minute. Go ahead. Apple releases Mac OS X 10.4.3. Which you haven't upgraded to yet. No, I haven't. Yeah. So, don't. don't. No. Okay, well, let me read the press release first. Apple today released Mac OS X 10.4.3 via software update utility. 
on the web. Uh, the company says this release includes a fix for a wide variety of products, including airport and Bluetooth wireless access. Core co- graphics. Core audio. Core image. And raw camera support. Dot Mac sync services. Spotlight indexing and searching. Address book. Apple script. Automator. Dictionary. Uh, where the hell am I? Font book. iCal. iSync. Mail. And Safari applications. Disk utility. Keychain access. Migration assistant. And software update. Compatibility with third-party applications and devices. AFB or AFP. SMB slash CIFS. And FS. And FTP network file services. And and more. And more. (laughs) Um... That was kind of annoying, I think, <laughs> doing it that way. Well, you said you were annoyed by the upgrades. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, um, one thing I, I think it may have actually fixed, it used to be when I when I would start a new mail message in mail uh-huh. and start typing, there was a delay. I would see nothing on the screen for a few seconds, and then boom, all my text would show up. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it really messed up. You're like, what the heck? Is it crashed or what? It's not doing that at the moment, so hopefully it'll you know stay that way and, and keep working. But it actually broke a couple applications for me. And mm-hmm. at least as far as my PowerBook G4, it's the one gigahertz model, uh-huh. um, it, it's taking much longer to boot up. The actual boot up time is, is about the same, but then once it gets to the desktop, it used to be, you know, like maybe two or three seconds, and then mm-hmm. the dock would show up, and all my icons would show up, and I'm ready to go. Now, yeah. it's taken like 15 to 20 seconds just wow. sitting there. And I'm like, what in the heck? And it only happened after I upgraded a 10.4.3. Hmm. So I'm not real pleased about that. Um, and I think Apple needs to do a little bit more quality control with their updates because every single update that Apple comes out with for the last couple of years, if you go up to a place like Macintosh or Mac Fix It, mm-hmm. you see that they're, they're having more and more problems with each update, and then they have to have another update to fix the problems that they caused with the last update. Yeah, it, I think they need a little bit more Q&C there. Mm. Uh, iTunes sells one millionth iPod in less than 20 days. This is another MacMinute.com story. Apple Today announced, uh, today being Halloween, October 31st, when they uh, had this. uh, Apple Today announced that the iTunes Music Store customers have purchased and downloaded more than one one million videos since the debut on October 12th. do you think it's just a novelty factor? Oh, I, I think definitely, yeah. I, I'm a prime example. I jumped on and I bought one video just because I wanted to see the quality. Yeah. And uh, I saw the quality and I went, oh, that's pretty cool. But I haven't gone back and bought another one. Why? Yeah. There's just not much on there that I want. Yeah. So I think a lot of these, you know, the first million are definitely what you just said, novelty. And you're going to see that slacking off over the next month or so. I, I I would be much surprised if they sell even a quarter of that over the next thirty to sixty days if they don't have new content really quickly. Right. And the new content is going to have to come in from television and stuff. Right. Oh, I agree totally. <clears throat> and this uh, last one we've got is from Engadget dot. It's not the last one. Oh, it's oh, you're right. It's not the next one. Uh, Motorola shows shows off the SLVR L7, silver. The silver is that what it's called? Well, it's SLVR uh, silver, sure. just like the rocker was RCKR uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. KR. The silver L7 with iTunes. The iTunes software on the silver L7 have the same 100 song iTunes limit, but the menus feel slightly less sluggish. Reports on Gadget. However, there is no headphone jack. But the phone does have built-in Bluetooth. So I don't know if this new th- this was kind of a demo model yeah. that uh, Engadget got a look at. 
and uh, it's it's got iTunes on it, but it doesn't have a headphone jack. Well, how's it going to stop your, you know, you got to have a headphones. Yeah. I don't think everybody's going to rush out and buy a pair of Bluetooth head or yeah, Bluetooth headphones Head, yeah. just to listen to a phone. And I like how they say the the menu feels slightly less sluggish. <laughs> That's not really a ringing endorsement there, is it? No. Um, and then finally, from uh, MaximumNews.com, phone booth and front row uh, have been hacked and posted on the web for any Mac user to download by a pirate software site, uh, MC McMac, I guess, MCMAC. Yeah. Um, However, for over 24 hours, MaximumNews.com listed the site that had done this hack as MyMac, <laughs> causing not a few readers to email us asking about why we are bootlegging Apple software. It was not us, and MaximumNews.com has changed it, but they were very, very slow in responding to our concerns. I posted something there uh, the night before in the comment section for this article. Mm-hmm. It was the top story for you know a day. Yeah. It wasn't changed. I sent an email to Dennis Sellers. I didn't hear back. When I finally heard back from him, he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'll change that ASAP. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's great, Dennis. I like your site. I like you as a person. But, dude, you got to be a little bit more responsive than this. Mm-hmm. you got to, if, if you post something, a news site, and you look on your site and you see there's seven or eight comments already on it, you might want to read those comments. Yeah. Because the article was super flawed with a whole bunch of grammatical errors. Mm-hmm. And... The it was it listed us. My Mac is the site that the link was right. If you clicked on where it said My Mac, it actually went to this other site. But I got a couple of emails, well, well sure. over ten, yeah, from people asking me, "Dude, why you're going to get in a lot of trouble for you know?" And I'm thinking, "What the heck are they talking about?" And I, I went to Dennis's site, MaximumNews.com, and sure enough, it lists us. And I'm like, "Hey!" <laughs> and one of the uh, one of the first one, I think, the of the comments that said. It's not my Mac. They're a reputable site that's been publishing for over ten years. <laughs> and it wasn't. And it wasn't changed. And yeah. so I even posted a comment on there. And I'm like, dude, can you maybe change that so it doesn't say my Mac? Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. This isn't sour grapes. I'm not upset with Dennis or MaximumNews.com. I still think it's a great website, and I plan on mm-hmm. going there often. Right. But for anybody who did see that, and uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're it's more, not us. Yeah, it, it <laughs> wasn't me. I swear. I promise. I wouldn't do that. Um, well, hello, puppy dog. Mm-hmm. Chad's dog has joined us in the booth. <laughs> uh, anything for you to say? No? Okay. Uh, the dog's actually looking for me to give him a treat, so I'm going to reach over. I, I bought these, what are these things? Nawsums. Nawsums. They, I don't know what the heck they are, but the... The chewy puppy treat. There you go. There's a... That, that sound you hear isn't Chad. <laughs> That's the dog. Here's one more yeah. for you. I brought these over so I can give them to Casey, Chad's dog, occasionally. And uh, his dog just didn't like me for the longest time. For a couple of years, your dog just didn't like me. Oh, she's like that with everybody, though. And then I started buying treats and bringing the treats over, and guess who likes me now? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, uh, quite a bit on the last podcast, but one of the main things that I spoke of was, and, and I called it blessing. Right. I, I, I wanted to figure out how to make an application get more processing time in Mac OS X uh-huh. rather than what you know whatever is allotted. Yep. And I did have my terminology wrong. So what is the proper term? The uh Father Tim. It's, it's called nicing. You <laughs> oh, want to nice yep. I see. Uh, let me see. Um and I'm completely ill prepared as is per normal. 
So I'm going to jump on the laptop here and go through a little bit of the feedback that we've got from our Gmail doc, our Gmail uh, email account, which mm-hmm. is mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this one is actually from Derek K. Miller, who we played his promo last week. Yep. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, hi, Tim. Thanks for playing my promo on your podcast number 50 and for your nice words about our work together back in the day. Incidentally, I think I drifted away from writing for MyMac.com because most of my writing just ended up at my blog, which is at PenMachine.com. So I definitely suggest you guys go out there and check out PenMachine.com. Mm-hmm. Um Anyways, four responses to your stuff on podcast number 50. Giving applications higher priority uses the nice and re-nice, not bless, commands in the Unix command line. Here are some tips, and he sends a link from osxfax.com, osxfaq.com. Adam Curry also asked about this recently, and he has a link. And I'll post these links up so people can find them. Yep. Um... And there's actually a, a application that will let you do it called Speed Freak. So um, that, that sounded pretty cool. I want to go mm-hmm. check that out. I haven't actually done it yet, but it's definitely something that I want to learn how to do. And I knew you could do it in Unix, but I would rather do it in, in the Mac OS using yeah. the application rather than have to jump into the command line. And I mean, this isn't 1989, and I don't want to use DOS. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I mean, you know, it's the same, same thing. thing. You know, yeah. it's text and blah. Uh, he also wrote, Apple's Aperture isn't really a Photoshop competitor, um, but a compliment to it. And, yeah, I, I, now that I've looked into it a little bit more than mm-hmm. I did when we recorded our last podcast, I think he's absolutely correct. In fact, if anybody listens to our... Um, London Bureau Chief David Cohen's podcast. podcast yeah, you'll find that directly below this podcast on the main page or in iTunes. You'll see the link to it from the Mac Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about Aperture quite a bit in there. Yes, he does. And it was very... Um, informative, I thought. Much more informed than I was up yeah. until... This last week, I, I got a pretty good earful from a lot of our listeners saying, oh, it's, it's not a competitor to Photoshop, and it's not. And I hadn't taken the time to learn as much about it as I should have before I talked about it on the last podcast. But time being what it is, yeah, I don't always have the time to completely research every single little thing. Um, another thing that came, I talked about, and it was, uh, we read a reply about shipping to London. Mm-hmm. Do you want to fill us, fill the new listeners in? Sure. Uh, Liam responded regarding uh, shipping problems with Apple, and it wasn't the first one we've heard about, but we asked our listeners in the UK to give us some stories, some responses about any anything that has happened to them. And so Liam sent us a story basically saying it took two months for him to get a laptop from Apple. And to me, that's just unacceptable. Yeah. it's I, I, I can't imagine why it would take... It's not like London is on another planet or some third world backwards country like I don't know, Pakistan. Right. I mean... It, well, I wouldn't say Pakistan's a third world backwards country there. Mm, They're no, up and coming. Right. Yeah, well, they still have ways to go, but... Um, especially when you look at what their number one crop is. Yeah, I know. know. But still, regardless, it shouldn't take that long to ship something around the globe. I mean, you can move yourself around the planet in less than two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By ship. (laughs) So we were were more than a little distressed to hear some of the shipping problems that some of our UK listeners and Apple users, or Mac users, 
we're going through. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is a major problem. I really, really do. And I haven't read too much about this online. And so maybe we're ahead of the curve when it comes to finding out about this in the yeah. States. I'm sure Mac users in London know all about this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to order something directly from Apple, that these are the, these are the kind of problems you're going to run into. Yeah. Um, but David Cohen uh, actually sent us uh, an MP3 file talking about just that. Hey, Tim and Chad. It's David Cohen here. I thought I'd get, send some audio feedback to you in response to your request for Macintosh stories. This one's regarding um, online ordering from the Apple Store here in Europe. You've had some comments on this in the past couple of weeks on the podcast, and I thought I'd share my experiences with you. I ordered a Mac Mini from the Apple online store um, probably back in June, I think it was. Yeah, it was the beginning of June. And um, I wanted to get the order in and received before I went away on vacation at the end of June. So I placed the order. It was probably the first week of June, and I was given a delivery time for a Mac Mini with 1.42 gigahertz with a, an Airport Extreme card and a 512 megabytes of RAM uh, and an uh, Apple iPod Shuffle. Um, armband to uh, to go with my iPod. I was getting the delivery time of that of around 10 days, which was great because it was just before I was going to go away on vacation. So um, that was fantastic. I placed the order. I thought I'd give the money direct to Apple rather than go through a reseller or, or a dealer and um, have the margin soaked up that way. Um, and I was monitoring the order using the online ordering system and it appeared to ship very quickly um, and then appeared to be stuck at a co- collection centre in Luxembourg. And every day I checked and it wasn't moving. So after a couple of days I started ringing Apple and uh, asking what was going on. And each time I got a very slightly different story. I was given some excuse or other for why the the shipment wasn't moving. Uh, And each day I was promised that they would either call or email the uh, delivery centre there in Luxembourg and basically get the thing released so that I would have it in the next couple of days. But I kept on checking and uh, still wasn't moving. It was still being stuck in Luxembourg. Eventually, was getting pretty close to my holiday. By this time, it had been over 10 working days since the, uh, since the order had been placed, and it's, there it was still in Luxembourg. Um, and I, I basically rang Apple again, and, and each time, you know, you have to wait on, wait on hold and then go through and explain the whole problem to somebody. Um, so it was all very frustrating. Anyway, I got through to somebody and explained I was going to go away the following week, and I didn't want the order to ship while I was away and she said what she would do is she would get the order put on hold uh, and schedule it for shipping for when I came back so I gave the date that I would be back and she said it would be uh, it would be with me the day after anyway I went on my vacation came back and sure enough no Mac Mini still stuck in Luxembourg and I called up again and I was told by the agent I spoke to that the um, the whole order had been frozen effectively rather than being scheduled to be shipped while I was away in fact it had been frozen completely by the previous operator and that it would be another five or six days before I received it. Um, at this point, I pretty much blew my stack, and uh, I asked to speak to somebody more senior at the call centre there. Uh, and after some huffing and puffing, they agreed to do that. Spoke to a supervisor, explained everything that had gone on, explained that it had been it was now nearly four weeks since I'd placed my order, and I still wasn't going to have my Mac Mini. Uh, and I actually threatened to cancel the order and go and buy a Dell machine, because I said if I rang Dell up, I knew I could have a computer within two working days. And uh, at that point... Um, she became extremely apologetic and uh, she arranged for my Mac Mini and my uh, shuffle armband to be overnighted to me. Uh, that was 5 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon and first thing Wednesday morning before 9am, um, 
the courier delivered my equipment to me. So I got a positive resolution in the end, but only by threatening to go to a rival computer manufacturer, which wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, but uh, I felt that was the only way to get any satisfaction from Apple at that point. Um, I wouldn't use uh, Apple Online here in the in the UK again. I would go to a, a dealer and uh, or a reseller and just buy my equipment direct. There's plenty of people you can buy Apple stuff from now here in the UK. Uh, we've we've got Apple stores. We've got um, plenty of dealers. There's plenty of online people who will ship to you straight away who hold stock in their UK warehouses. Um, it does appear that Apple's um, delivery chain for equipment in in Europe is is too convoluted. There's too many steps and there's too many places where things can get hung up uh, for whatever reason. And um, unfortunately, the people you speak to at, at who represent Apple in terms of the online ordering aren't very good at resolving the problems and they don't appreciate that uh, customers don't want to be waiting two, three, four weeks for equipment they've uh, paid for in good faith. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my feedback. That's my experience. Um, anybody in the UK has listened to this, get yourself down to John Lewis or to Selfridges, um, where you can you know most uh, most UK cities have got have got one of those two outlets, and they they hold a good stock of Apple stuff. Or get yourself down to uh, to the Apple Store. There's one in London. There's one opening in Manchester. Um, very shortly, or otherwise, I recommend go online and buy from pl- one of the men- plenty UK dealers. I saw uh, plenty of them at the Matt World Expo last week, um, who were selling equipment direct. And uh, don't go through the pain of going online. Thanks very much. And uh, thank you, David, uh, for sending that uh, MP3 file. Do you hear sound? Yeah, I hear a metronome. Why did the metronome Earth? get turned on? Well, that's what it was. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear you. Okay, I, I said this is Ken, and you had just called earlier because they said I, I won the contest for the MacCast. Yep, uh, uh, not not the MacCast, the MyMac.com podcast. Oh yeah, MyMac.com, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a little confused half the time, I was so excited, I was jumping around, I was like, yeah, can't believe it. So anyway, <laughs> yep. yeah, I was just calling back to, yeah, thank you guys, and say I listen to your show every week, and I really look forward to what you guys have to say because it's awesome stuff. So. Well, we appreciate that, yeah. and uh, yeah. you uh, you definitely were uh, deserving then if you listen to this show every week. I mean, yeah, that, that's just for endurance. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So. <laughs> definitely, it's great, it's great stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what what other. Uh, I mean, obviously, I listen to the Nightcast too, but um, you guys you guys have a lot more to say. Uh, well, uh, it, that, stuff, that, so. that might not always be a good thing, though. <laughs> Uh, oh. I, I should say we're actually recording the podcast right now. Okay. So yeah, that's what I thought. But I was like, I don't know. I should call him back to thank him for, <laughs> for you know. Yeah. Well, you'll actually allowing, allowing me to enter the contest every week. So yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what <laughs> the contest is for. So all the people do for you know the community and stuff. I love you. And, and <laughs> I have a bunch of people around here just doing weird stuff. So sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have to say. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, listen to the podcast. It should be up later tonight, probably within uh, three hours. Okay. <laughs> and you'll hear yourself on the podcast, man. All right, yeah, thanks. thanks. Congratulations, Ken. Yes, bye. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, that brings you up on podcast. Jumps back, and <laughs> the contest winner calls us back. I know. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, I left the phone on again. And I know. I, you should have left it. 
left the record, left the the ring and record still, but yeah, well, yeah, well, I wasn't recording then, so yeah, I know. Oh well, um, so yeah, there there was our contest winner for Macromedia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's been a weird podcast, hasn't it? I mean, you know, usually we different. have we have uh, two or three pages worth of, of stories and notes yeah. that we got to talk to talk about. It's it's one page this week, mm-hmm. um, but you know, um, that's just the way it goes at times. Yeah. And, and again, Chad and I are definitely looking to expand our podcast offerings. Not from us, but mm-hmm. we're looking for new podcasters that want to do a podcast about all things Apple, Mac, iPod. Um, in that kind of a family of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are interested, send us an email at mymacpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an audio feedback about this show or any other, send it to the same address, mymacpodcast at gmail.com. You want to, anything that, I know Lost is on tonight, and it's, oh no, Lost is not on tonight. It's, it's Wednesday, sure it yes, is. Yes, they're off for two weeks. Really? Yeah. Ah. Uh. But you know there's a new George Carlin special this weekend on HBO, so well, that, that's there's something to look look forward to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be back next week. I don't know if we're going to have a contest next week. I don't know if we'll have an interview next week. I have but no, I it'll at least no be idea. us. So. Yeah, it'll be us. I just have no idea what we're going to talk about <laughs> next week. So well, I'm sure there'll be something in the news. I, I know. I, I have had a few people email me saying, "Hey, that'd be cool if you guys go up to those user groups and." Um, more than a few people have guessed where we may be recording a podcast from, yeah. and I still haven't heard back from that company. Now, I'm sure they'll get back to us. Yeah. You know what we were supposed to discuss this week and didn't? What? MacMod. Oh, that's right. We're, actually, we are talking about it last week, too. Well, yeah. there's a problem with, with what I thought we might end up doing with mm-hmm. MacMod. What, what Chad and I is talking about, is, for those who don't know, is a video program that we have called MacMod, in which we take... A Macintosh, and we modify it in some way. The yep. first one that we did was the iAtari Mac, where we took a uh, iBook G3 and basically stuck it into an old Atari 2600 case. You know, the with the faux um, wood grain wood finish. Grain. Oh yeah, and, and the and the front of the Atari would actually slide out with the CD tray. Yep, it's it's cheesy as heck, but it by the same token, very cool. It was a fun project. It was, yeah. and uh, we're going to do something else, and we have a Mac Mini to mod. And uh, the problem that we've run into, what we wanted to do is we wanted to obviously videotape it because now that video is big on the iTunes Music Store, mm-hmm. pff, I might actually end up posting in- installments, the first Mac mod there. What yeah. the heck? It's, well, yeah. yeah it's already there. I mean, yeah. you know, it's no extra work on my part. Um, we want, we're going to take the uh, like a Mac Classic, uh, the all-in-one computer, mm-hmm. and we're going to stuff the Mini into that. And I wanted the screen to be the actual screen. Well, of course, you can't use the screen that comes with those old, those old CRTs are just yeah. horrible in the resolution. There's just no way to connect that to a Mac Mini. Yeah. So we wanted a 10.4 inch LCD that we can put in there mm-hmm. and connect to the to the Mac. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that part of it. We cannot find a 10.4 inch LCD that takes VGA. Um, and use it as a monitor for the Mac yeah. Mini. There's some that you can use from like a car, but then you have to wire 12 volts. And mm-hmm. I just want a little 10.4 inch monitor that we can stick in there, then plug it in, and it works. Yeah, doesn't look like that's going to happen. So the second idea we came up with is: you want to explain it? Oh yeah, we were thinking of doing the Mac Media Center. Yep, we would take front row. Yep and uh, use that on a Mac Mini. We had no idea how we were going to acquire a, a copy of 
of that program until mm, I don't know two days ago, <laughs> and uh, and I and I will say that uh, not me, but somehow. Uh, front row did make its way onto my Mac Mini. I have no idea how it happened. I'm, mm-hmm. it's, it's there though, so I thought I would at least try it. Maybe you've been re-niced by Apple. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they somebody stuck it on there for me. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you consider it's, it's never running. But I just yeah. turned it on one day and what, Bingo. how did that get there? <laughs> it was amazing. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do have the video out connector for the Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. So it and it and the one we have has Bluetooth. So yeah. we we need a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it's airport ready. It's already got the card in it. Yeah. And uh, what else do we need? That's pretty much everything we need right there. Yep. And we'd like to hook that up to an entertainment system. Um, maybe get a uh, DVR solution for the Mac Mini, so we can mm-hmm. go that route too. You can actually watch TV on the Mac Mini that's yep. hooked up to your television. And your stereo system have mm-hmm. surround sound and all that, uh, so that's one of the things that we're looking at. But uh, I, you know, with front row being leaked the way it was, mm-hmm. I don't know how impressive or interesting that would be at this point. Yeah, uh, we we have to really come up with an idea. If you have an idea of what we can take the Mac Mini and do with it, and you know, okay, let's aside from give it to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah or anything that you know when I, as soon as I, what can we do with the mac mini i can already hear what some people are going to say so yeah uh, real ideas and and ones that doesn't include uh pain on our part <laughs> preferably well unless it hurts chad then yeah we, maybe we'll do that <laughs> um if you've got an idea send it send your idea to uh, mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Chad's getting a little punchy. He had to work all day today, and he's tired. So. Nah, not that tired. No, I'm tired. Yeah. Speaking of being tired, uh, we're at about 57 minutes, so I think it's time to sign off and get let me get some time to get this posted, and uh, yep. we'll get out of here. All right, thanks for listening. So for Chad, the dog that's uh, sleeping behind me on the floor, I'm Tim Robertson. See you next week. See ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.